This is a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne, truly independent community radio. Twelve two. It's the afternoon. Good afternoon, people out there. Uh, Dr. Shane, we take umbrage. We did. What we, you said. We, we had violent disagreement with uh, something Shane said at the end of the we show. We started shaking our fists at the window, which was a little bit, maybe we need a little bit more coffee. We did. Uh, but uh, we disagree with Shane because I think it's turned into a glorious day. Something which became evident when I was speaking to John uh, at the market. Yes. So, uh, yeah, there will be. First of all, I say uh, a welcome return to... Uh, well, how do we talk about this? It's the east-facing way in Studio 2, the man with the buttons, the man with the uh, finger on the pulse, Matt Steadman. Hello, Cameron. Good to have you back. It's very nice of a week off, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm honest. It's not that I don't <laughs> love you or the show, but it was kind of nice to not have no arm sit on Sunday and go, oh, he's a really Yeah, yeah. But it's also a great chance to uh, have Kent. Yes, big thanks uh, to Kent Goldsworthy for filling in so yes. ably as he always does. Yes, gold star for the Goldworthy man. Um, here. Today's show, we should probably move on because we do have a lot to get through, do we not? We do. And we should also it's say... It's a full cupboard. Your name, of course, is Cameron Smith, and welcome. Oh, thank you very much. Nice to be here, man. Yes. <laughs> thank you, mate. Uh, yes, uh, food. What can't it do? <laughs> huh? And that's what we're here to discover here yes. for this hour. Yeah, you're listening to Eat It. Big thanks to the scientists. Welcome to the afternoon on what is one of the greatest radio stations in the free world. We're going to talk... Not at length, but in a little bit about how you can support us too. But 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 do continue. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is. It's April Amnesty. Um, it's a chance to redeem your brain and your ears, or maybe yes. what's going through your ears. Yes. If you've been a radio freeloading kind of person. Yes. A hundred million years ago, we did a thing called yeah. Dobbin and Unsubscriber. We'd oh, do that yeah. sort of this time of year. And what happened is it just became evident people were just dobbing in themselves. Yeah. So, and, and that's fine. And floggings, it was really good. Yeah. Really we no, thought no, about good, that's yes. going a little bit too Back far. away. Back Hazing. away. So there's this thing called April Amnesty, and the yes. whole point Tell is... Me, what is it? If you're a listener to Triple R... Yes. And you're not a subscriber? Yes. It's a little bit of a nudge to maybe say, you might just want to become a subscriber. Could I win anything? Is there any self-interest oh, involved in this? prizes up the wazoo, which no, we won't okay. go through. But the other cool thing that's happening this week is, um, I forgot what it's called now, April After Dark, I think it's called, where we're it doing... It is April After Dark. All the late night shows from 10pm are broadcasting live from the performance space, um, and there's tickets available. I mean, they're free. you just got to uh, get your name on the list. And you can see people like Max do their things. Chris well, Wilson's playing. I know. Kerry Simpson's playing. Oh, yeah, it'd be good. Uh, 12.05 here on Triple RFM. We've got a big show for you today. We're going to be, first of all, we're going to go to the Goldfields, uh, where Matt and I agree in Bendigo, one of the best restaurants around the area, is a place called Mason's. Agreed? Yes, Mason's was pretty much my meal of the year last year. It was extraordinary. If you haven't, if you, if you, if you, if you, if you, yeah. If you live in Melbourne and you haven't actually made the trek up to Bendigo just to eat at Mason's, I strongly recommend it. It's amazing. It's very good. Wow, Sonia, who's going to be on? Her ears must be burning now. She's going, oh, my God, they're saying nice things. Uh, That's uh, the chef there is a guy called uh, Nick Anthony. His wife, Sonia, Mm. is... uh, who is also front of house on this august institution yes. in Bendigo, good restaurant, uh, is uh, going to start some food tours. So I thought as well as being able to say, hey, they sound like a good idea, how can you do that? We thought we'd just ask her, so what's so good about that area? Yes. Yeah. Go on. Go what? on. Tell us. Tell us. So, yeah, we might do that. Then, of course, we're going to go and visit John, as we mentioned before, and then one of the greats in regards to... Um, her cooking abilities. Yes. Really. I mean, gosh. 
She's good. How Isn't long? She? We're talking, of course, about Philippa Sibley. I'm okay. trying to think, yeah. How long has she been cooking around town? Like she'd be, she'd be into the third decade by now, would she not? Oh yeah, she's, I don't she's know a, if that's like asking someone there. Right? Yeah, but it, 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 look, what I'm saying, she's a very, she's a veteran, very experienced chef. Yeah. Around this town. Yeah, she is. <laughs> you're, you're, you're looking at me going, sure, man. Keep going. Down Do you know what she's home. like? She, we we yeah. could get in trouble. Hopefully, she's in a cab, so they probably don't have triple R on. But, uh, no, it, it is true that yes. um, Philippa Sibley is classically trained, worked in France, um, possesses this great palate. We're, anyway, we're just going to do mm. the Julie Andrews with her. Mm. You know, these are a few of my favourite things. Mm. So, yes, we thought that might be an idea. Um, but in the meantime, um, I cast my eyes around and... Uh, I didn't know this, mm-hmm. and this is for uh, for our local listeners and also people that are listening um, on the stream, mm-hmm. uh, notably a mate of mine who's in uh, Toronto. 1921, on yes. this day, apparently, Canada votes to uh, – Ontario, Canada, I mm-hmm. think it was just the one province, votes for alcohol prohibition to take effect on July the 19th, 1921. I didn't realise Canada had any prohibition at all. Uh, Ontario's a pretty straight kind of – it always was. Yeah, right. And it was weird. The liquor licensing laws are really weird there, man. Really? Yeah, yeah, because you go to the LCBO, the Liquor Control Control Board of Ontario, mm-hmm. and if you say you wanted to get um, a bottle of, um, I don't know, Canadian Club, because we're yep. being parochial, yes. right? i got to go get myself some Canadian Club, hey? Yeah, tell me um, So up. you go to the LCBO, right? And yes. then you think, God, I really like some beer to go with that. Do you yes. get that at the LCBO? No. Really? You have to go to a beer store, which just sells beer. <laughs> this doesn't sound like a bad concept to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to go to the beer store. Really? But Yeah, uh, I know. It's inefficient, I know. It is inefficient. See, a lot of people would say the Australian liquor licensing laws are uh, very restrictive. One of the few countries where you can't buy uh, alcohol in the supermarket. Yeah. Well, you can. It's just got to be a separate like separate uh, tenancy with different doors and opening times and uh, this sort of stuff. It's not, just, just not aisle six. It's not that hard, though. Anyway, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. It, 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 do I speak truth? Yes, you do. Okay. I like it when I speak truth, and I like it when you agree with me, too. Oh, also, I have to make a very, very quick apology mm-hmm. uh, in that Matt was away last week, mm-hmm. and uh, I played some music, which was not with the <laughs> usual sort of, I think as Matt once said, you know, foot on the foldback wedge. Yeah. Uh, it was Ricky Lee Jones doing Autumn Leaves, which was... Um, was it well received? I don't know. A nice upbeat. I don't know. No, 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 it was a bit of a dirge, no, right. but it was beautiful, and it was poignant. And anyway, you've got a Zappa uh, song. I've got, in, I've got a, I've got a free hit. We're not going to do that today, no, but yeah, I've got it in my back pocket. Because um, just to give you a little bit of background, uh, Matt and I pretty much get on very well. Yes. But there's one thing that I disagree with him, and I've said uh, Zappa is not for Sunday afternoon ever. Um, which you were sort of hurt when I first said this. This is probably a few footy seasons what, ago. What have you got against these yeah, strange time signatures and harmonies? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Anyway, oh, Wait, now I'm in trouble texts. too because I haven't oh. done that. Um, thanks, Joe, for sending me that text. <laughs> you got me in trouble, mate. That's a buddy of mine in Gisborne. Hi, Joe Mungrel. How are you? Um, good news for Australia. Go. Cobram Estate. Um, just to show – well, let's look back. I remember the first olive oil that was available in the country. I think it was mm. made by – was it Weera Weera? It was actually Coriol. Coriol right. in South Australia. When was this? What, 70s? No, 60s, later. 70s? No, really? no, 80s, 80s. But I remember right. like a little 500 mil bottle. Yes. Um, which was like about 20 bucks or something like that. And it was like this oddity. It's like, wow, we're making olive oil in Australia. Because before crazy. that, of course, as you said, you have to go to the chemist to get it. 
And it wouldn't be local. It would well, be. that was the 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in between that, you could go to Mediterranean and get your Spanish olive oil. But they got into so much trouble with all the adulterations that they had. Yeah. There was some scandal. Right. Over there. Yeah. But anyway, Cobram Estate. Yes. Uh, Australian uh, virgin olive oil has, yes. um, uh, well, it's just won an amazing award. It has won. Yes. Uh, it is regarded as the world's most premium extra virgin olive oil. Produces for the fourth consecutive year. At the New York International Olive Oil Competition, or the NYI Double OC. New York. New York. <laughs> um, the world's most press, apparently it's the, well, this article, oh, it's a press release. Anyway, anyway right, they yeah. say mm. it's the world's most prestigious olive oil show. Mm. I thought maybe it would have been in Europe somewhere. But, but anyway. Is, but the good thing is we won it. Well, we. He's we. been using that horrible Australian. <laughs> I have nothing to do with the production we. of this oil, but, uh, the good folks at Cobham Estate have taken home that award. Yeah, well, Which is dig good. this. All right, yeah. so it's won the best olive oil. Yes. The judge has analysed 827 oils from 26 countries. Sweet. Sweet. I don't know how you would do that objectively. Well, you have a criteria and you... It's like 900 oils. Hey, you might want to put that on silent. Just <laughs> top, top radio tip. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way you said that. Uh, so anyway, congratulations to Cobram Estate. Yes. Uh, so they've they've won. They make good oil. You can actually. So this would be some of the gourmet stuff that they make, but you can get really good Cobram Estate olive oil from the supermarket. Um, you can indeed. So they've got all bases covered. Yeah, they good sure do. So yeah, good on you, Cobram Estate. And then we thought we'd just um, in uh, the, one of the last things just to to yes. bring up. Um, I got a very, very lovely press release, which was handballed to me by Elizabeth McCartney, who uh, looks after the talk show stuff, and she handballed it to yes. me, and I opened it up, and I went, oh, this looks kind of good. Um, Australian migration. Yes. It's a big subject. Yes. It's a part of the backbone of our society. I, Agreed? I myself am a migrant to this country. Yes. I'm a migrant myself. Yes. That's me. I was agreeing and yes. saying, me, me too. Put, put my hand up there. Where did you come from again? Uh, the UK. UK. Well, anyway, um, there was uh, there was a ship, right? Yeah. The SS Regina d'Italia. Uh-huh. Well, here we go, murdering Italian again. The Queen of Italy. And uh, apparently, uh, in 1924, Italian film director Angelo Drovetti mm-hmm. embarked on an epic. Um, well, he came to Australia he, he on, on this, but he arrived. But uh, in the meantime, they went through to uh, where did they go? To they came to Australia by way of Egypt, Sri Lanka. They found this film. They, being uh, the historical uh, society Eolian Hall, yes. And um, there's going to be a dinner, right? Uh, actually, it's a lunch. Uh, Sunday, the 24th of April, 2016. 24th of April, from 12 p.m. to 3:30. PM. Yes. So that's next weekend. He says, <laughs> doing the simple math. Yes. You're good. <laughs> You're good. So you get paid the big bucks here. Um, and um, what is happening is um, they're putting on a lunch and they're replicating the third class menu served in 1920. Oh, the third class menu, right. Yeah, it's still good. I'll bet. Yeah. Uh, so what have we got? Uh, things like risotto al sugo. Um, so yeah, a, a red risotto. Um, Meat dish. There's going to be a baked dish. There's something foreign, or um, all sorts of different things, and also Regency biscuits. Sorry, I just lost that That's page. Right. Um, and it looks kind of fun, and it's not that expensive. It's uh, sixty dollars for non-members. If yes. you're a member of the Aeolian Society, you can do it. 
Um, can we put up a link? How about we'll, we'll tweet the details if it sounds. Like, it sounds actually pretty good. It does sound really, really. And where good. is it? So did you mention? Sorry. It's at the Eolian Hall, which is in uh, North Carlton. So nice. it's uh, it's around here, and it sounds just fantastic. And there's going to be uh, a band playing. Yes. Um, to uh, the silent film. Oh, cool. And you'll eat, yeah. you'll drink, there'll be wine, yeah. there'll be good times. Um, it does sound kind of good. Oh, and also, um, I'm not really much of a football fan, you know, just between same, you know, yes. same, you yes. know, hands up. But um, there was interesting, on this boat, uh, the Melbourne passengers, we, mm. I've got a list of all the different names. Yes. And I noticed that one actually was pointed out to me, to be honest with you, um, <laughs> that um, where is the name? Giacomo, Giacomo, no Giacomo, Giacomo, mm-hmm. Silvani. Right, I know that name. The uh, one of the, I think the grandfather of the famous footballer. Mr. Silvani. That's right. Whose first name I don't recall, but I do, yes, I do know the name. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's, you know, migration underpins the, just about everybody's story to this place. And uh, this is a really, really lovely commemoration. The film is supposed to be amazing. It shows shots of Melbourne Flinders Street Station, St. Yes. Kilda Road with... Yeah, right. Not much traffic. There wouldn't be. be a strange sight. <laughs> yes. Just, you know, hold on. It could be like, Marvel at the bitumen you can see. You yes. know, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah incredible. And before we go to um, where you take us, Matt, mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention that we have, um, gosh, we've got so many uh, saints today. It's uh, kind of extraordinary. Got a, got a say to you here. Uh, yeah, it really, really is. There's saints of shepherds here. Oh, look, for God's sake. <laughs> I'm trying with that. I'm trying to be. Have a, have a, I can <laughs> wait, wait for it. I've got I'll, it. I've I'll got pad it. for a bit just because I wanted to mention uh, oh, okay. everyone's favourite <laughs> online food series actually returned this week. Oh, the, the catering show. To the catering show is back. Um, Kate and Kate. Kate and Kate. McLennan and McCartney. Yes, um, well you, done. You're probably all over it already if you're listening yeah, to the show. Right, right, yeah. But. But one thing that what I, is the catering show, though? It is... Uh, it's been under a rock. It's an online series produced by uh, Melbourne Comedians. And it has an amazing opening graphic, which sort of resembles a descending colon. Yes, it's exactly yeah, right. It's but the irony I find What's is, the irony? is everyone's been waiting for Series 2. It was released uh, on Friday on ABC, so you can get it on iView. Um, and I don't know how many months and months of effort and toil go into producing these series. And because it's all Lots, online now... I'd say. We've just been watched the whole lot in about an hour with a glass of cask wine. It was really? great. Really? Shadow cardboard? Totally. It was great. Yeah. Do they get stuck into any tequila and stuff this time? They do. I'm sure. They do. They do. Check it out. ABC iView, The Catering Show, and The Saints, Cameron, of yeah. the day. Have you given up? No, oh, no, no, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Yeah, yeah, uh, we've got lots. It's, uh, yeah. First of all, today is the uh, Feast of San Drogo, mm. the patron of coffee house owners and keepers. So remember nice. that if you've got a coffee cafe and you want to, you know... Do that sort of thing. St. Drogo's your, uh, your guy. Mm. St. Magnus of Orkney, patron of fishmongers. And it's St. Bernadette's Day too, the patron of shepherds. So it's a, it's a big week, uh, on the old St. calendar. <laughs> That's a bit crowded. I'd say. Oh, and also, uh, very quickly, uh, Flinders Lane. Yes. Uh, the place where there's a lot of interesting restaurants. Well, there's a couple more that are joining. One is Saki. Yes. Which is the one, uh, same as the one on South Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, Underneath the uh, Hamer Hall there. Yeah, yeah, yes. Japanese food. And uh, popped in to see Floral Flow. Yes. Uh, with Auteur, which... Uh, not yet open. Not yet open. Yeah. But it will be soon. Maybe next week. So um, 
if you want to be, you know, part of the broadsheet crew to be able to go, yeah, I've been there. Sure. Yeah, it's great. Sure. Oh, yeah, I've been mm. there. Oh, I went. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so, if you are like one of those moths that needs to go to the uh, the next brightest flame, yes, your flame will be lit soon yes. on 3 Triple R. Ah, the red lights come on, so it is time for me to talk, and I just thought we'd uh, look back on Mario's, uh, yeah, 30th of April, um, the prices. We got sent the uh, the prices, I think the... Oh, uh, it's, yeah, I, I, I think the, the steak was something like $7 or something hilarious. And my favourite, the penne matrucciana. God, the amount of times I ordered that when I yes. went in there. What a... What a beautiful, wonderful place and institution, and uh, that's going to be a busy day. So put that in your diary, the 30th of April. Mm. But we want to go a little bit further on than that. Are we cool to do that? Yeah. Are you cool? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's um, do it. Let's, uh, there's, uh, there's gold in them there, Hills. Yes. And uh, it ain't uh, the elemental part. Some of it is the stuff that is made for you at this glorious restaurant. We're here to talk to Sonia Anthony. A very, very good afternoon to you. Sonia. Good afternoon, Tam. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, that's a pleasure. Uh, what's the weather like in uh, in the uh, the great golden city to the north? Oh, fabulous! Actually, uh, we're um, we're positioned in Clombenane today. We're visiting Warrialda, our uh, oh, really? fantastic beef producers. Yeah, they're yeah. hosting another asado of 2016. Oh, that's on. Yeah, so uh, you say hi to Lizette for us because uh, they were they were on. It's Alan and Lizette, isn't it? It is, yes, that's right. Give a big hug from Cam. Say he says good day. Because they rock. They are just the, the most wonderful people. Now, um, I guess what I wanted to do, as well as to be able to promote what you're doing, I thought maybe it might be interesting for you, with your perspective as a restaurateur within the area, and you know, seeing this, the culinary reputation of the city and the area around grow to pretty much talk about what you see as some of the great producers that are around your area, Warialda being probably top of the tree. Absolutely. They're, they're one of our favourites. Um, Can you paint us a picture just where you are? Just, just describe. Look around and show us what, what, where, what, what's going on. Um, I've positioned myself in their gorgeous homestead. It's a little bit quieter here. They've got live music happening. There's three three open fires. So think, you know, smokiness. You've got sunshine. There's a little light breeze. You've got the autumn leaves just Mm. turning that gorgeous crimson red. People are milling around. Drinking local beverages, that the the beef is on 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 the spit. I'm not sure whether that's the right term for it. No, it's been um, and, and they've been cooking all night too. They're, they're, it's been a it's been a labour of not much sleep and love. Not much sleep and yeah. and and of course Matt Wilkinson is involved. So anything that that he's a part of. Oh, watch him. Um, Watch him. Yeah. <laughs> no, Matt Wilkinson with no sleep could be a dangerous thing. You think? Oh yeah. He's dangerous, he's dangerous any time. Yeah, yeah. But you can just say a cautious g'day from me to, to Matt. I'll, I'll, I'll cooey from yeah, a yeah. distance, please. So, all right, so you're doing the asado. So, yeah, um, Warriolda, fantastic um, thing. So, so how did you come up with this idea you, to take people um, on, on tours around the area? Look, I think... Um, you know, you live in an area that has these amazing producers and 
you know, we're really fortunate to be able to showcase them in the restaurant. But what I want to do is take it a little bit further and get people out onto the farm. So mm. it's about, you know, connecting people directly to where their food is grown, meet these amazing people, you know, hear what they do, hear, hear you know, Learn about the, the the decisions they've made in the way that they're farming and and how they're they're looking at soil and regenerating the soil and 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 making those conscious decisions and you kind of go away from those experiences and go oh my gosh like there's just so much more to that product now because I understand everything behind it I've met the people up there all absolutely amazing they do more than just farm you know they're incredible people and i just really want to share that with everybody so it's really sort of understanding the fruits of someone's labor and then more importantly than that the vision that underpins that absolutely and 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 how it is that we end up with such a a beautiful product because that just doesn't happen by chance there's Mm. so much that goes behind that and i think getting people to understand all of that behind the product actually value adds at the end of the day and it's all about supporting them too so going out to your Mm. farmer's market and buying the product or going to their farm gates and buying direct and and all those kinds of things is is a really good way to go and in a way it's sort of empowering because it's sort of like you're sharing your secrets with people and they get to well benefit from that so tell us about some of the places uh, that you think are great. We've got about uh, oh, a couple minutes left, Sonia, so maybe if you could just sort of list some of the places that you think are laudable that will be included in what you do, and then also Absolutely. if people want to come separately and independently as well. Absolutely. Um, Benigo Community Farmers Market, that's a VFMA-accredited market, second Saturday of every month, absolute must-do. Where's that? Um, sorry? Where's the actual farmers market held? That's based right in town in, in Bendigo, so it's next to the Visitors Information Centre in Pall Mall. Oh, okay, yep. In, in amongst all those beautiful heritage buildings that we have, right mm. next to Roslyn Park. Oh, wow. Oh, I know uh, that. That's beautiful, right there. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, perfect setting. Okay, um, so Farmer's Market, yep, tick. Farmer's Market, tick. You've got McIver Farm Foods. They're based out at Tubrack. Yep. Um, they've got their own farm gate shop again do a lot of farmers markets in Melbourne as well as regionally as well um, and they are also represented at Hagen's so they sell their product there which is fantastic That's Will Hagen's at uh, Paran Market Correct, yep that's Whew, at Paran yeah, Market. I'm on fire Yeah, yeah, go on yep, yep. Yep, All over it, tick uh, B&B Basil, we've got uh, Victoria's largest microgreen grower and not just that, but they're actually going for organic certification. So it, as as well as being a, a larger production, they're actually looking at sustainable farming in terms of organic, um, using water efficiently, um, recycling, upcycling, all of those sort of things. So they're doing amazing things there. Um, I'd be told off if I didn't mention Heathcote and the Heathcote wineries. Um, we've got some amazing next generation, second and third generation winemakers who are out there as well. Kind of going a little bit off track from what their parents are doing without them knowing, of course, <laughs> but making some sensational stuff. So Fantastic. they're probably my top faves. All right. Um, now, uh, how do we find out about this? How, how, how would people be able to, uh, I suppose, the restaurant would probably be a good way to start? Yep. Mason's Bendigo? Yep. 
head to the website. There's a, a link on the left, which um, heading is events. Yeah. Click on there and, and go from there. All right, and it should also be mentioned that what happens is she goes sort of around with Sonia, she takes you around places, and then she takes you back to her place and cooks you dinner. That's or lunch. It. Brunch? Dunch? What are we doing? Where? No, it's, it's a full dinner. Pooh. Okay, no messing full around. Dinner. And no. uh, it sounds good. Well, say hi to Nick. Um, look I forward will. to Thank seeing you. I'll be up for Festival of Lamb when that happens. And Fantastic. hopefully see you beforehand. And also just to mention the fact that we talk about regional producers and that uh, at Lake House tomorrow will be the reg- uh, regional producers forum that will be That's happening. Right. You going to that? I am actually. Oh, I'll see you there tomorrow. Yep. All right. That Getting up good. early and, and I'll be there. Hey, nice one. All right. We'll look forward to seeing you. Congratulations on doing that. It's a really, really good way to um, showcase the area. Matt's looking at me with that look of, <laughs> we really must get moving on. So, uh, reluctantly, we have to leave you, but don't forget, uh, Alan Lears, give him a hug, and uh, Matt Wilkinson, stay away from him. He's evil. <laughs> Watch that one. Um, all right. We'll leave you to it. Great. Thanks, Cam. See you, Sonia. 12.28. We did it, Matt. We're out. Yeah. Um, can we just go straight to market? Uh, go on. Yeah, go on. I think we should because we should... Um, uh, let me, oh, i got to push oh, the right up. buttons there. Yeah, you see. Now, you only see. You'll make a mistake. Oh, yeah, there, I'm yeah. flying around. Uh, seat of the pants. So, I thought we were going to go to a song, but Philip is here, and I want to give her um, as much time as we possibly can. Can you hear that, Philip? Not yet. No, we're going to do John first. Um... I did go to the Queen Victoria Market. There was a question of sunshine. That's the way we started, and it went something like this. John, here we are. We're getting started nice and quick because I've got a race over. You've got things to do, but the clock's ticking, and the seasons are changing. Yes, We'd have definitely. To say, we're in autumn now, aren't we? We're not standing in the sunshine as we normally are. <laughs> normally we say we're standing in this beautiful sun. Yeah. Cameron always comes at the right time, but he got it wrong today. I got it wrong today. And there you were. You're wearing shorts for me and everything in anticipation it might happen. But it really is. We are at autumn just walking up, uh, as I did from the dairy doors walking up. You can see the seasons have changed, can't you? Definitely. You can see that a, a lot of the... Uh, produce and fruit that we've had up until now some of it's disappearing and some of the newer stuff is looking very very vibrant because you've had rain Mm. so yeah we're still in a lucky country there's everything you want in a market you know even um things like salary now sometimes you get salary and it looks dull and dead and have a look at that no string oh that's no string oh yeah not at all do it again break it again oh yeah that's uh that's like uh, saying to me Bloody Mary. Well, you remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about peanut butter and anchovies yeah, eh? and stuff? Yes. Well, there you go. Now's the time to do it. Yeah. Uh, and, in fact, we've nearly sold out of salary. We've only got two or three sticks left, but the other guys have still got plenty around. Okay. So, yeah, and it's good for you because it's high in natural salts. Uh, you get a little bit of fibre and all the other benefits. Good minerals too, I think, in, um, yes. in celery as well. But the ones that I just sort of picked out that I saw, maybe you might want to talk them. I'll just... Fire the shotgun, all right? Shotgun with olives, mandarins, custard apples. Um, Haven't seen them around. uh, Mushrooms. And also, just in thing for just a very quick discussion, Brussels sprouts. So maybe we'll start with olives. Uh, I've got some beautiful big kalamatas there. Not everybody's favourite because they're a little bit harder to cure than others. But can still be done quite easy. I'm selling them five bucks a kilo. I was hoping to have some Spanish queen, which is... 
probably a little smaller, a little bit round, a little bit sweeter olive. So bigger than a Liguarian because they're the little tiny ones, aren't That's they? That's right, yes. So it's the Goldilocks olive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, uh, they'll probably be about the same price next week when I get some because the grower or the agent that I buy from, his cousin that's a grower, didn't pick them and send them because... They, they had things happening, so next week I'll have some of them. How but black uh, do you do your olives? When, when how ripe do you like your olives before you cure them? I, I'd rather eat a black olive. So uh, we've got a small tree, two small trees actually, yeah. uh, in high out of all places, which is sandy soil, but yeah. they still produce good olives. So we let them ripen on the tree because yeah. I'd rather eat uh, a black olive than a green olive. But with the green ones, it's quite easy. You, you can get them when they are dead green. Yeah. You, you bash them on the head with a bottle. And, you have to um, split them, don't you, so the brine yeah, penetrates Yeah, them. if you smash them with a bottle, it's quicker. If you cut them with a knife, it takes longer. So you get rid of your frustrations with a bottle, bang, bang, bang. Dunk. A little bit of water, a little bit of olive oil, parsley, garlic on top. Not, no, not parsley, just garlic. Yes. Toss them every morning, every night. Clean water, change them over? No, because you don't put a lot of water. It's only a little bit. It's just to keep them moist. Yes. Seven to ten days ready to go. Wow. Very quick cure. Oh, that's kind of good. Very simple. Now, have you had a custard apple yet? I haven't. Jeez, I was, a lot of them. They're, they're... I was eyeing some off next door. They were small, but they're, they're looking all small. good. And, and, and they're a little bit black, and I like them when they're overripe. Robbie next door sells a big green firm ones. Yeah. Tells me I'm sick. Because, you know, the, the sugar, it's a bang, you know. Uh, you really know you've had a custard apple when it's overripe and, mm. and you're awake. Uh, yeah, so get out and try one. The best way is to get one that's not pussy but still ripe but firm. Yep. Break it open and suck the bejeevers out of it and spit the seeds out all over the place. Beautiful black shiny seeds. It's part of the joy of eating a custard apple, I reckon. And, uh, yeah, lots and lots of sugar. Notice that that real sort of thing that says the seasons are changing is in the little tiny mandarins are in. The Imperials have started, yeah, probably I'm from Queensland. Some. I'm going to grab some before I leave. Yeah. Um, they look a little bit of a funny colour, so maybe they've been coloured and waxed. But I'm sure the fruit inside will still be good. Hey, certainly these ones across here look like they've been waxed. Very shiny, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, because people can be funny if they see... Well, look at these Valencias. They've got a green tinge and they say, are they right? Well, Valencias start green, go orange, go green again. Yeah. And that's only a Valencia. Navel's different. If a navel's green, it's no good. Yes, don't, so, go, don't go near it. And I suppose we'll start to see the navel start to come in. Yeah, yeah, they'll come in uh, a little bit later. So the mandarins look good. We're going to get in and have some of those. At the moment, we'll eat them. We won't make juice yet. That'll come later when they're ripe, right? Yep. And cakes as well. And then we wait for also the honey mercots, which are the they're oh, the beautiful yeah. juicing ones. Yeah, I but still, that's later. I still can't decide which I like best because I like them all. Yeah, well, I, I love, I love the joy of a really, really good imperial mandarin. But how bad is it? <laughs> you know when you get... The crappy mandarin. You know, you yeah. peeled and you go, oh. Don't you get disappointed. Oh, it's just like, nothing oh. worse. You know, and it's like when you've bought something and you've left it behind, you're yearning for it, and you get this bad mandarin, you say, what happened? Uh, what happened? All right, let's flip, it, flip the coin, though. When you get the really, 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 really good one. Oh, oh. That's like being in heaven, you know, because I eat them and I juice them. When I have a sore throat, I make a... Uh, tonic with them, you know, a lemon, orange, a and mandarin, a little bit of honey, good for the throat, good yeah. for the soul as well. Yeah. And, you know, and then a mandarin cake, 
or a slice is beautiful. Oh, we'll have to get around to doing that this year. We promise. Let's promise each other we're going to do that. Now, a warning for people. Uh, you might see things of the cabbage family, but um, I would say, especially with something like a Brussels sprout, you've got to wait until it gets really cold, don't you? Yeah, but this cold snap, I reckon, should do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to put them on this week. My dad's 90 soon, and he come to market with me Wednesday, and he said, when are you going to put Brussels sprouts on? I said, next week, maybe. And I think I will, because with this cold snap, yeah. they'll lose all that sharpness, and they'll be sweeter, Yes. and they won't be putting as many chemicals on them, and maybe no chemicals once it gets cold. Yes. But earlier, they have to kill the aphids. They have to kill... Um, fungus and things like that that you get when it's hot and cold. Mm. When it's cold, the cold weather does all that for you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're natural and they're beautiful to eat. I like mashing them, don't forget. So, I know. Try we've, we've, we've some we'll butter. talk about that later when we yeah. got them. Yeah. So, yeah, they're coming out. I've put Cabalanero back on because it's cooler. Oh, yeah. Uh, still, it's not as good as I'd like. I'm sure next week it'll be vibrant. This week, big leaves, a little bit coarser, not as shiny. I'm sure it'll be probably a little bit bitterer as well. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe we just put a little bit of extra bacon in with it. That'll that'll fix it up. And remember, folks, how long does it take to cook? doesn't take long. Three to four minutes. That's when you saute. So chopped, um, fry a little bit, maybe with your bakey. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of baggy, a little bit um, of olive oil, a little bit of olive oil, Not and, too much. and then a little bit of water, and then it doesn't take long to cook and down. And hot chili, and hot chili. Oh, mate, I got stuck into a hot chili the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I just felt that I need that fire inside. I did that this and week, and it's too. done it for me. Yeah. So I've been running a little bit better mm-hmm. because um, the the Asians like to um, eat the chili because they say it starts the fire inside the chest. Yeah. Um, and we say it warms the soul, which it does. Yeah, so it both both are right. And then there's just that wonderful taste, and there's the uh, the scientific thing about the endorphin rush. Definitely, chili does. Definitely, chilies make you feel good, and uh, it's not just all in the head. Well, part of it's in the head, and those endorphins. Um, what else have I been saying? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll get on to the rooms, but I was just going to say just just because it was just a whim when I was thinking watching you set up pumpkin soup. Butternut pumpkin. Oh, we've been throwing pumpkin out real cheap. I'm selling a dollar sixty. Yeah. I'm sure you can even find it cheaper around. Um, but the best stuff you've got to be looking at a dollar fifty, dollar sixty kilo. Cheap as chips though when you think about that though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. We got butternuts, we got Jaredale, mm. and we got uh, the Jap or the Jap lantern or or if you go to the supermarket. Kent. Yeah, right. I'll have so, a I'll have a watery Kent, thanks. Yeah. But we, we've got some beautiful, beautiful pumpkins. The Japanese, we've, we let them ripe, and I buy them in a big bin, mm. and I store them, and I only cut them when they're ripe. I don't cut them when they're green, because when they're green, you may as well eat a bit of sponge. Yeah, not much happening there. Yeah. So when they're ripe, you chuck them in the oven with the potatoes, or you can make a soup, or even in a cazzarola to give it a little bit of... Hey, um... a cazzarola. Is that like a casserole? <laughs> yeah. Cazzarola. God, I've never heard casserole sound so sexy. Cazzarola. Uh, yeah, to give it a little bit of colour and uh, strange flavour. So, uh, you know, we're living on the edge today. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, I do. But yeah, and, and but... even mash. You know, the other day, Franco said to me, what do you want? I said, well, you know, we've been having this and that. What about a little bit of mash? The kids are going to whinge because they don't like mash so much. They're over it. But 
beside a beautiful steak, it was lovely, and they enjoyed it as well. Oh, but we don't just put pumpkin. We put pumpkin, potato, sweet potato, mm. uh, sweet turnip, a white turnip, all the root vegetables you can find together. It's beautiful. Sounds good. And if I can just sing the praises of the butternut pumpkin, the, one of the densest, probably the densest pumpkin around. And the sweetest. And the sweetest. And... It stands alone as a soup. You don't have to add any, maybe just a little bit of salt, but pumpkin, water, a little bit of salt, onion. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm, no, but yes, but I'm saying right. it's it's valid. It's yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, but we're, we're going to add onion and, and garlic. Uh, a lot of people have trouble cutting pumpkin, and the butternut's very good because instead of cutting it down the middle from the stem down to the seeds... Yeah cut the end off and slice it into rolls so it looks like a thick bit of toast and then you peel it, it's easy to peel and then when you get down to the seeds well then you chop or chuck chuck the whole lot into a bloody um, um, stock seeds and all bloody hell yeah okay How's that sound? What about casserole? Casserole as well. <laughs> I just wanted to say that again. <laughs> um, you wanted to say mushrooms. Have you seen many around? Yeah, you, you, you mentioned mushrooms earlier, so yeah. I'd like to say something because normally we are, we're blessed with mushrooms. Yes. You name it. We've got Swiss browns, uh, white buttons, white cups, white flats, mm. different. Same mushrooms in a white family can be different size, different um, uh, density, ripeness, yeah. flavour as well even though they all start the same, because they take different times to grow. Um, because of the weather, there's a shortage. Yeah. Um, normally, Enough rain. Yeah. No, no, these are growing inside, but oh, you, right, you yeah. can't control everything. Nature's still nature. Yes. So I've got cups there today, which are about five, six centimetres across. Normally you pay 8 $9 a kilo for them. We've got $12 today. Couldn't get any Swiss browns. Normally I sell a Swiss brown button 16 a kilo on a runaway. Mm. I couldn't get any for love nor money. And the guys there like me. If they're there, they keep them for me. So there mustn't have been anything at all. Yeah, right, okay. So all right. for a couple of weeks, maybe, they'll be a little bit shorter. And that's, But that's the whole thing about the markets. You just do something a little bit different. All right, we might move on and just go pick of that market. What do you pick want? of the market, all right. What are we taking home? Bananas, because I've been getting some beautiful banana cakes. And the kids have been making smoothies with them. Mm. Two to two fifty kilo can't go wrong. Good. I can't eat bananas because I'm allergic to a compound in it, but I still sneak one in every now and then. I eat mine very, very overripe. Yes. But we got beautiful green bananas because a lot of people eat them green. Yes. Uh, broccoli is still a little bit expensive. We got six dollars, but it's straight out of the field. It's buy one head, make the most of it. Yeah. Beans just starting out of Queensland, twelve dollars a kilo. Mm. People have been buying a handful. Because they are nice and crisp and yes. sweet. Little eggplant. There's Little some eggplant. Nice three I, bucks I bought a kilo. Lebanese ones today. The long ones. Yeah. They're beautiful as well. We got the ones out of Mildura, three fifty a kilo. Looking good. Making parmigiana with them. Yeah. To die for. What can I say? Oh, what is a pasta norma? Yeah. That's a great dish. That if you want to look up uh, one of the real classic dishes of Italian cucina from the kitchen, um, a pasta norma, which is uh, penne with. Um, uh, with uh, with pieces of eggplant and cheese and yeah, great great dish. I put mushrooms in it as well. Why not? And a little bit of onion. Oh, and it should also be mentioned. I'm seeing lots of pomegranate around too. Yeah, there were, early on there was a, a lot of big ones. Now there's a lot of small ones, but yeah. they're everywhere. They look great. So me, I can live without them. But my mum, she'll eat nearly the skin as well. Breaks them open and has a picnic with it. Does she cut them in half and then bang them with a wooden spoon so that they come out? Yeah. 
Yeah, she just bangs it and breaks it open and eats it. Don't worry about the wooden Gee, spoon, just mate. Just stand back. She's, she's, stand back from the instance. <laughs> well, okay, don't. So she only eats some raw, but a lot of people... Um, and put them into the cooking or over a salad or oh, squeeze the juice out of them salad and make it with a bit of goat's cheese oh, or fat. Even in the ice cream's not bad. Ooh, okay. Haven't you tried it? Oh, for, even for a person that doesn't look for them, I've had pomegranate smashed yeah. up into an ice cream. Bang. Oh, it's good stuff. Man. And I think they're very, very good for you too. Uh, John's going to take home a custard apple. He's going to tell us what it's like. And some mandarins. And we'll get the mandarin report uh, from next week. Hey, it's autumn. Oh, we didn't mention persimmons around yeah, if you want Fuji to try Yeah, Fuji persimmons are hard variety. They are gorgeous. I love them when they're a little bit underripe because mm. when you bite them, they're like getting a crunchy apple and they're good for you too. That's um, the hard one. The soft ones, I think, are coming. I haven't seen any yet. I have noticed over the years we are seeing less and, and less, less yeah, you and know less why? of those. People don't no, like to eat sloppy fruits. Yeah. And... The sloppy ones are the best, but you've got to get the right ones as well. They're an astringent, that's, which means that it, it. if you eat them when they're green, they stick to your mouth. But when you eat them, they're ripe. They're very good for the gut. Yeah. A lot of natural sugars, which the body can break down. Mm. Orange colour, they keep telling us we have to eat orange fruits and vegetables. Yeah, makes sense. So you got the lot. Yeah. And to make a little sauce with the um, sloppy ones. Yeah. Over a bit of roast pork or whatever. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, and here we go. Look at this. It's happened, oh, John. Hey. hey. Doesn't it just feel like someone's giving you a hug? Now, what's happened? Just to explain. The clouds have moved Mate. away. Hey, I've done the it again. The sun's come out. <laughs> Mate, you're one in a bag. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah, so You've got from... a compliment, so quit while you're ahead. <laughs> so, so from the sunshine of the Queen Victoria market... Uh, we wait for John and a market report and uh, the report on the mandarins and the custard apples. Um, I'm going to get out of here before we lose the sun. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about castagna next week too, but I think we covered that a couple of weeks ago anyway. Yeah, we? yeah. That's yeah. chestnuts. John, thank you. Always, we'll talk to you soon. Have a sunny day. Yeah, we are. Yeah, Triple R's the station you're listening to, but you knew that because you're an evolved kind of listener kind mm. of person. It's my great delight to uh, say at 12.46 here on Sunday at 3 Triple R that uh, we welcome back to the microphones someone who's had a bit of a, a journey to, to get here. And first of all, we acknowledge that. <laughs> Philippa Sibley, very, very good afternoon. Where good did afternoon, you travel lads. from? From the fag. From the what? <laughs> the fag. One faggy. Oh! The I've never fag. heard that before. Yeah. So Gippsland Way. Yes, yes. Not quite South, East South Gippsland. Yeah. South Gippy. Yep. So I got on the bus at stupid o'clock this morning just oh, to come and see hell. you guys. Are oh, you rock? Yeah. Well, I could have got on the bus yesterday afternoon, but I couldn't. Both decided to stay. So bugger that. <laughs> it's autumn at the moment. It sure is. Do you like autumn? It's my favourite. Why? Boots, red hair, uh, autumn leaves, yes. mush- mushrooms, chestnuts. Mushrooms. Tick. Yep. Have you had a mushroom risotto yet? No, but I made a beautiful mushroom soup on Friday for my mum's 84th birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Would she happen to be listening? Maybe not. Yeah, I, well, she should be. <laughs> she, 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 she can stream it later. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so what's her name? Bet. Yeah, well, very, very Betty. happy happy birthday, and I hope you enjoyed the, uh, the mushroom soup. I remember in your time, in your tenure at, uh, in Ackland Street, St Kilda, you served to me a risotto which still lingers in my mind. It was so good. I'm glad it just lingers in your mind. 
No, we've expelled it. It's been a few years. There's quite all. a lot. Of, I think there was Telegio in there as well, so it would have been quite lingering. So tell us, how did, how did you how did you make this thing that lingers so long <laughs> on my... I'm talking about the catering show and a descending column. But, um, hot, what, wet rice. hot wet rice. Hot wet rice. You know it, yeah. So have you watched, yeah. have you watched oh, the, the, so the latest funny. series? No, but the, one of the funniest things was that when they were talking about the Thermomix being the gangbang of... The gangbang? gangbang of appliances. With a perfectly straight face. And maybe that's... Oh, too funny. So you're a fan of the, the catering yeah, show? it's fabulous. And you've really watched the, the latest series? I haven't. Okay, no. well, it's, it is on. But um, uh, let's just talk before we get on to what you're doing, because we've got, actually got some beautiful sorbets in front that you have produced and they're extraordinary but what is it about autumn that you you've i know you've said it can we just go a little bit further so you know what it is mostly it's the weather yeah. that i love yeah. because i'm not i don't like the hot i don't like heat mm. i like um temperate and um mists and mellow fruitfulness mists and mellow fruitfulness <laughs> you know what i really dig and maybe this sort of personifies it is that in the morning when you wake up it's snug in the bed and it's good mm. yeah and you don't have to turn the heater on yet, and I made the mistake of doing that, and hence... And um, frying and hence, your mind. Like, and, yeah, but, that! But, no, well, it's just all the dust that comes out of it. When oh, you Turn yes. it on for the first time. Oh, there's that smell. And it's just horrid. Yeah, no, know? that's... That, that Sneezy is, and itchy and bleh. That is a horrible thing. Now, chestnuts, what, can, do you do much with chestnuts other than sort of slit them open and cook them over a, a bit of an open flame? Um, uh, yeah, I generally... You mentioned. I just do. thought if there was stuff that you really dig about they're, chestnuts, they're pretty. They're pretty dangerous. My my mum actually has a, a really terrible scar on her arm from from roasting them in the oven and yeah, one exploding lie. on her. Really? Yeah. So they they do. If you don't do that, little, if you don't do that little mark, a little nick in them, and yeah. you roast them, that the pressure builds up and they kaboom. And what? yeah, they're they're nasty little. Wow. Because you know, I, I went out with an Italian for a while. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the first times I went over to the parents' place to go and have something to eat. First of all, it was hysterical because I did that classic thing of going to an Italian place and it's the antipasto and then the thing and then the and then you have the pasta and I'm just going, yeah, I can do this and I eat the pasta and then they look around and go, now we eat and I yeah. go, I'm stuffed, oh my god! And I remember uh, this woman's sister looking at me going, you're going to explode and laughing, but the father decided that we were going to go outside afterwards and cook castagna on the barbecue. But it was, I don't know, maybe this was sort of some sort of thing um, that I was supposed to do. But he wasn't slitting them, so they were just exploding everywhere. Yeah, they're pretty dangerous. Yeah, and he was just laughing. It's like like Italian fireworks. Yeah, it was. (laughs) With sort of this powder and stuff like that. But you've also brought in some lavender. And you were saying, Cam... Lavender, yeah, it's like it's like a Damascus conversion. I've always not liked it because I'm, I'm allergic to it topically. Yeah, um, and it, but funnily enough, it's it, I've got very sensitive skin, and it's in a lot of sensitive skin products. Uh, so I've come, a, no cro- I've come a cropper with that a, a few times. Yeah, um, but for some reason, the, it, at this time of the year, it smells m- mellower and more. Earthy and and rather than of not, the sun, not as, as you said, and not as um, a volatile as we spoke of. You know, mm. it, it hasn't got that rosemary piquant kind of scary 
smell. Yeah. And it infuses beautifully. So it's one of the things This is like your, that, pr- your discovery of rose geranium, isn't it? Rose is geranium. it sort of in that same and zone? And verbena. Verbena yeah. also. Yeah. Some things don't infuse. So mint, people think that you, you can make mint ice cream with fresh mint. It just ends up tasting <laughs> like grass. Yeah. Um, Tell them they're dreaming. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's a couple. Well, mint tea makes good ice cream, but yeah, um, that work. Yeah, but this fresh, the smell of fresh lavender actually transfers into a flavour, which is really interesting. What sort of things do you do you mix it with? Um, what are its it's good with chocolate. Yeah. Very good with chocolate. Uh, very good with white pepper. I've yes. done a white pepper um, and lavender ice cream, and it's delicious and quite a pretty colour. Mm. Um, yeah, so There's, I'm going to have a plate. And you can, so you can put like egg white and sugar on the leaves and they are all like crispy and oh, beautiful. Oh, I haven't seen that in a... Yeah, yeah, it's very... That's how it's it's very, like um, used to do violets like that, didn't yeah. you? Violet flowers. And rose, rose petals and Did stuff. Did you say egg white and then caster sugar? Yeah. Sort of, yeah, yeah. That's very that, Tinkerbell. The old frosty mm. sort of stuff. But one of the things that sort of personifies really, really bad food choices for me was when you see around people that just have lavender farms and they think, oh, I don't know, what are we going to do with this stuff? Like, mustard. Lavender mustard is maybe one of the most oh, disgusting. Yeah. yeah, okay, we'll take we. Yeah. It's good. It's, no, I like it when we just look at each other and we go, agree. It has to be, it has to be. Although it's kind it of nice when sweet. we're in conflict too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. maybe, maybe we can find it's some work, conflict. We'll work, we'll work on that. Well, radio, that's but when radio works the best, when people listen, they go, oh, I don't think they like each other. <laughs> but that's not true with us. Um, but you are the queen of the Paco Jet, the ambassador of the Paco Jet. Yeah, I love it. It's I, my favourite. Um, utensil uh, in the world. Yeah, with a few zeros behind it. I mean, you think of the gangbang of whatever the thermix, Thermomix is. Yeah. This is a bit more. What, first of all, what is a Paco Jet and what have you been using it to make? Um, well, it, 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 is, it, it is an ice cream. But initially, it was, it was designed to make ice creams and sorbets. So mm. it comes with canisters that you freeze base in. So it's like granite. Yeah. And then it has, it's a small unit and it has a, a a shaft that comes to you plug it in kind of like a coffee machine type thing it got, it's got a shaft a that comes down thing, with, yeah. a, with a titanium blade that goes like 2000 um, revs a minute or something yeah something so crazy so it, it, it actually makes ice cream to order and it, and and it you can moves, drop out the sugar and it moves pretty much like a micron at yeah. a time it's you it, can churn to order yeah it, it, it is incredible and you've been using it to explore Sorbets, you've been doing these things. We've been trying a couple, haven't we, Maddie? Uh, I didn't leave much of mine left. It's, it's, it's bloody delicious. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, did you? No. Which one did you have? Oh, yeah, and the one that you said was... Oh, you I, were the I, mango. I preferred the mango. All right, so we've, we've had two that Philip has brought in. One is verbena colada. Sing it, everyone. <laughs> if you like... Verbena colada. Oh, you didn't take the born run with it, did you? Verbena colada, um, verbena scented pineapple sorbet with coconut ice cream. This is, and the interesting thing about this. Oh, and there's also the mango one, which Matt likes so much. But you were saying they're extraordinary because there's not a lot of sugar in them. Very well. That's an, uh, the beauty of the Paco Jet as well. You can drop mm. because you're churning to water. You don't need lots of sugar to stabilize because yeah. that's what they people more. add sugar to. Ice creams and sorbets, so they stay soft in the freezer. Yep. So Whoa. because they're being churned to order, I can le- leave quite a lot of the sugar out. But the fruit has to be excellent, otherwise it's just... Forget know. it. Mm. Why would you? And, and also um, coconut. Coconut. It's all about the coconut. So coconut 
Um, Why is it all about the coconut? Well, because it's dairy-free. Ah. And coconut yogurt as well, which is one of my favourite new things. I love coconut yogurt. Well, actually, coconut I Coconut caramel. Yes. Salted caramel made with coconut, 100% so, coconut, instead of cream and butter and... Stuffy. So you've been working on this new range, and so the idea is that this might be appearing in some places around yeah, the joint? Very, very soon. Mm. Mm. All the packaging and these bl- little bloody things, nips, yeah. the nutritional panel stuff, oh, yeah. that's a real hold-up. Oh, why? Oh, because it's just something that I'm not good at. So you have to... <laughs> <laughs> You have to go. You can do it online, and you have to punch in all the recipes and how much of everything. Fat total five point eight. Don't grams. say don't. Sh- what? There's not much actually. No, there's not much. I'm just doing. I'm just yeah, just a number. Okay. Just a number. But yeah, you have to do the breakdown, and that sort of drives you a little bit crazy, yeah. does it? It's not my strength. Okay. Well, can't I'm, you I'll delegate? You need someone else to do that. Yeah. Well, I haven't really got anyone. else. All right, we need to <laughs> sell more ice cream so uh, <laughs> Philippa can delegate and have someone do this the boring stuff while. This flavour magician and this queen of technique can do wonderful, wonderful things. Mm. There's a rumour. Okay. <laughs> There's always a rumour. <laughs> There's a rumour about you, Philippa. There's a rumour about a beautiful room. There's a beautiful room in mm. the city that you may be inhabiting and people might be lucky enough to come and have your food soon. Yes, Did I Did you want so. to elaborate on that? Well, I'm... I haven't been since Albert Street. I haven't done the whole shebang. I haven't done the whole chefy thing. Yeah, because they've moved on. They've had, they've opened up Henrietta since then, haven't they? Yeah, chicken. But just um, but just insofar as but for doing, you, doing the whole you, the yes. whole menu. Yeah. Um, I the last job I had, I was just doing pastry stuff, which wasn't even really dessert. Mm. Um, so now I'm get, getting back into it. Um, in Bank Place. You know something the name of the place? Say it again. Syracuse. In a big loud voice. <laughs> yeah. Syracuse, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't been it, it's near where the Mitre Tavern is, which is one of the oldest bloody buildings with yeah. full of lawyers and things like that. But um, the Syracuse itself is a glorious, glorious beautiful, room. Beautiful room. Victorian to, to a T. Arches, colonnades. Old bank, I think. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I'm nervous, but really, really excited. So. Yeah, well, congratulations. And um, I think think it's going to be a really, really beautiful fit. And you're going to be out the front because there's no kitchen at the back. There's a beautiful, great, big, huge mirror um, on the back wall. And um, I thought the kitchen was behind that, but um, there's nothing behind that. There's nothing. Sucked in. <laughs> anyway, no, it's going to be really good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, well, look, congratulations, uh, Philippa. That sounds uh, really, really, really good. And um, oh, also to mention as well as um, Philippa's been working on sorbets and stuff, you've also been doing a little bit of uh, uh, biltong, jerky, dried meat. You yeah, know, I know. Whatever. What, what phenomenal range. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dried up meats to frozen fruits. <laughs> <laughs> It's certainly yin and yang, isn't it? You know. Oh dear. Oh yeah. Well, you know, keeping keeping life life interesting. Um, Philippa, thank you for getting up early and leaving South Gippsland. Um, I'm going to be going to a little bit of East Gippsland. That's going to be happening at uh, Bomba, where I'm uh, going to be hosting this lunch, which I'm going to have to race down. I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, Sounds great. Well, when are you starting? Mid Mayish. Mid Mayish. Oh, yeah. 
All right. Yep. Okay. Uh, Twelve fifty nine. Matt, we've got white noise, which is uh, coming on next. Nabila Benson is ready to go in studio one. Indeed. And what else did we want to say? Oh, well, we wanted to say that we were talking uh, amongst ourselves, yes, quietly, yes, in a good, as we do, in a nice way. Kitchen gadgets. Yes. We thought we might give that a ring, and if we could afford nine grand, we might say that Paco Jets were the... Uh, oh, don't look at me like that. She's doing the cutthroat thing. All right. It's like three and a half Thermomixes. Or um, maybe... The, maybe they don't the, explode either. Yeah, maybe, oh, boom. Yeah, kabang. Snap. Uh, we better go. We'll see you next week. Maybe think about Kiff Yeah, Matt's doing the wave yes. around handy thing. Namilla, take it over. Do it well. People... Enjoy the afternoon. This has been a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.